Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. My name is Susan. I am in Jacksonville, Florida. I wanted to say Happy New Year. Also, I wanted to mention for Mark, I am deathly afraid of snakes as well. Can't stand snakes. Uh, biggest fear, definitely. Um, but And wish y'all a Happy New Year. I hope all's good with you. Thanks. Love the show. Yay! Yay! I love the show too, and I'm one million percent deathly afraid of snakes. I'm not a fan of snakes myself. Ew, so gross, so disgusting, so ooh. No, people say they make really good pets, though. Yeah, crazy people. No, no. Yes. No. Although, Mark, some people enjoy snakies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy people. They feed them mo- mice, mouse, a mouse, mice. <laughs> I can't, as Mark will I'm say, I cannot going, English today for some reason. She is like over there trying to figure this out. I was just, <laughs> I was just watching the branch dangle and I'm like, I could reach out a hand, but I'm like, why? Uh, why? Why? It's fun to watch Charity do what I do a lot of the times. So you know what it's time for? Dun-dun-dun-dun. Best of the week. Vanessa Lee Fielding shared a nice little photo that had my girlfriend screaming when she saw because if people do not know, Kristen has an irrational fear of sharks. Oh my god, when guys, when I found this out, I was shook. I was like, "What do you mean? Are you afraid they're going to eat you?" She's like, "No." I sh- How does she describe it? I know I shouldn't be afraid of them, but I am, and there's nothing I can do. So I, when we go so every year, her family goes to the beach. They spend a week down in you South mean? Shore. I make her go in the ocean with me. You're mean. And then I like, oh, shark, look. <gasps> you I'm can't horrible. say that too loud because people will freak oh, out. Oh, no, I say it to her. Oh, good. I'm not going to say it to a bunch of other people. Her son, oh, my God, I love this. He had, it was one of these little memes that move, like the little video ones. Yeah. And he's, she's like. Watching it, he brings it. He's like, Mom, you got to watch this. Don't tell me. And it was like, she's watching, 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 and then Jaws jumped out of the water. <gasps> she threw his oh, phone across the room and started Chris, screaming. My poor Kristen. Her son started crying. Laughing. No, yep. crying. 
because he didn't realize how much of a fear it is. Oh, he, he like felt bad. He was, he's the biggest like love bug to his mom in the world. He's such a good kid. He is. And like, she, and she, she's like, feels bad, but she's like, you know, I'm scared. Oh it my gosh. It was so funny because I was in the room and I loved every single second of it. You're horrible. We did do new, uh, didn't we talk about that on the podcast that I got rid of my couches? I don't think we did. Yes, about the new chairs and got, that your couch was in the kitchen. Yes, it was. But we it's did gone talk about now. that. Yeah, I did. So it, when we bought that couch and had to get it in here, I had to pull the front doors off and all this stuff to fit it did in. Did you slice it in half like you said you were going to? I just was like, said to Kristen, like, back up. And I just shoved <gasps> it through the door as hard as I could. It ripped the whole top so the cushions off. And then I threw it out there. And then it, a week later, they came and got it. Oh, good. It made me happy. It was gone. All right, continue. Sorry, moving on. Sorry. So it wouldn't um, be case watch if Mark didn't hijack and talk about things that don't matter. Oh, of course it matters. <laughs> um, Danelle um, posted this. It says, "If anyone wants to sponsor me, I'm doing a 0.002 kilometer run to raise awareness for laziness." <laughs> that was fantastic. I do the same thing every day. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Vanessa is active in here. She also posted another one that says, this cat is feral, but I'm making progress with him. He won't let me touch him, but he is texting me. <laughs> That's actually funny. I love that one right There's there. There's so many good ones. Everyone's posting Happy New Year, which is so nice. Oh, I do want to say um, our crime creep, Tim Macklem, he had sent us that missing persons. Yep. We read back in the day. Unfortunately, guys, um, Remains located, mm. located, have been confirmed as Michael McKenney. Um, uh, we read about him on here because they were uh, hopelessly searching for him, and unfortunately they found him. So prayers go out to the family. That's so sad. It is, and it's horrible. But at the end of the day, I think all any family really wants Closure. is to just know the truth. But yeah, but will they know the truth? That's the other thing. Right, because if they True. just found remains, well, they they had the closure that they needed. The closure, yeah. Oh, Chris Lynch posted a picture of a cup that just stole my heart, and it says it's the finer details that we love. And when you pick the mug up, it's got four cat feet, little dangly, uh, little oh, dangly yeah, things, dang, and then dangly uh, bits. If you remember back in the day, there was a an album named Chocolate Starship. <laughs> oh, has I the. Can't. Has a little chocolate star there going on. Makes my day. Oh, Shonda Boyanowski. Did I say that right? Boyanowski. I'm going to say new. Boyanowski. I'm not looking at her name, but I'm going to still say no. You try to say it, Mark. Boyanowski. Okay. So, Shonda, I apologize if I messed up your last name. But she found on Amazon, because we had mentioned um, how um, Kristen's son likes to eat just the Marshmallow out of the Lucky Charms. Yes. And she found you can buy just the marshmallow we, for him. We bought that Oh, have times. you? Really? He says they don't taste as good. Oh, probably not. It's all about the whole. No. They taste exactly the same, Charity. Oh. I've since went on to add those to my cereal every single week. He is being a prima donna. <laughs> but I no. was sticking up for him. No, you don't need to because he's 100% a prima donna about it and he admits it. <laughs> Danelle Berg posted this. It says, a blonde and a brunette walk past a flower shop and see the brunette's boy boyfriend buying flowers. She sighs and says, my boyfriend is buying me flowers again. Now I'll be expecting to spend the weekend on my back with my legs in the air. Oh. The blonde says, 
Don't you have a vase? <laughs> ew. I love it. Ew, ew, ew. Yucky. Walter Cop posted a picture that's a tire that is split open. Yes, I saw that. And it's I got a baby that. coming out of it. It says, what happens when the barrier, when the rubber breaks? Sorry. <laughs> the rubber on the tire, guys. Rubber on the tire. And Jandra, I always mess your name up. Jandra Lizzie Wyatt posted this picture of this thing that's either a sheep or a cat. And I don't know what it is, but Charity, I want it. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, my God. Flash cut to me sitting on the sofa last night. I'm sorry, in my chair last night. Sophie curling up on me, and I'm like, like something smells like poop. Oh, no. And I looked down, and like it was stuck to her hair. I'm like, great, and you've been sitting on me. I love long-haired cats. Daniel E. Finch. I yep. was dreaming. It was a picture of it's a picture of an elderly woman and a man laying in bed next to each other. And she says, "I was dreaming I was at Walmart." And he said, "I was dreaming I was with three women." She then says, "Was I there?" And he says, "No, you were at Walmart." <laughs> so funny! Oh man, I Tim Macklem and his wife posted a picture of them. It says, "Cheers from me and my wife for a great new year." Happy New Year to you wonderful listeners as well. Oh, so Joe Allen posted this. Um, body is from two first alert. Body dead for several months found in SC donation bin. Oh, my gosh. Someone found the body after checking the rusty bin well off U.S. Highway 1 in Lugoff, South Carolina, after smelling a bad odor. Oh, boy. Um, a body found inside a donation bin in South Carolina had likely been dead for at least several months Kershey County Authority said someone found the body after checking the rusty bin. Oh, God. Investigators first thought the body might be from someone seeking shelter from the recent cold snap, but quickly determined the remains had been in the bin for at least several months. Oh, my God. The bin appeared to have not been emptied for years and had VHS tapes inside. Investigators for now are treating the death as a homicide and took the bin and the body away for further investigation. Oh, my God. Kind of. This isn't in our group, but this is something. So I watch weird stuff. I don't really watch TV anymore. Again, shocking. By the way, I got to say, I chose the wrong time to get into Yellowstone because this season so far has been a snooze fest. Horrible. And Kristen agrees. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but like, I just feel like we're stuck spinning our tires. Like, we watched an episode two weeks ago, and I looked at her, and I said... This episode is nothing. Nothing yeah. happened. It was all filler. This I and just I don't, don't want to ruin things. But how did Beth not know? Right? Like, come on, you've been in this family for how long and you don't know? I I don't believe her. What the train station is? Right. I know. I saw it the same thing. Uh but real quick, what you had just said about finding a, a body in a barrel, this is something that I kind of watched on YouTube. So I got I don't even know how I found these guys. They're called Sin City Outdoors. They have this YouTube channel. Um, and they're out doing all kinds of outdoorsy stuff, catching fish and all this stuff. But they started doing updates on Lake Mead and the water drop that's happened in Lake Mead over the summer and into now and the amount of bodies that they've actually found because what? they've lost like 100-something feet of water in Lake Mead this year. And the water's at an all-time low. So they actually have found numerous barrels now with dead bodies in them. Like, it's crazy, because you can remember, that was the old mob dumping ground. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's nuts. Like, hey, shout out to those guys for making me realize that I like to watch something I had no clue I even liked. Do you know what um, I've been binge watching again lately? What's that? The Sopranos. 
I gotta Absolutely watch that again. Absolutely, my you have to because you forget so many things. I watched it in 2013 after it was over. Like, oh, you I decided did. to just binge it. And then I also, um, the other two that I want to watch, I started watching The Shield, and I want to watch that whole thing. Is it good? I um, seen. I've seen a couple episodes of it. I mean, it's a it's a renowned show. It's amazing. And then I want to watch NYPD Blue. I said that really weird. NYPD Blue. Yeah, you did. I didn't mean to. Well. But I want to go back and watch that. But something that had me laughing the second I saw it on the Case Watch Crime Peep group, Zachary posted this, and this may or may not have happened to me in real life. And it's a picture of that guy from, I believe it's 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, Big Ed. And yep. it says, when you fart on a Zoom call and then your name lights up. <laughs> that brought me so much happiness because if the day ever comes that a fart joke doesn't make me laugh, then somebody just wrong. Off, off me, yep. please. Like, I, I beg you. Did you see um, what Michael Wilson posted? He said, a criminal kitty. So um, if you click click on the little share that he had, um, it's about a kitty. It says, office cat loves cash so much he steals it from strangers. I saw this. Sir whines a lot, doesn't let anything anything pass, not any dollar notes, that is. The lovable rescue kitty has been making quite a name for himself around the office of marketing firm Guru Stew, <laughs> this is an awesome name, <laughs> where he lo- lives full-time in downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. During the day, he's your typical feline employee, happy to offer a pleasant break for his colleagues or hop atop their keyboard to send garbled emails on their behalf. It's in the evening time, however, that Sir Wines a Lot's real work <laughs> begins. Upon returning to work one morning, Guru Stu, founder Stuart McDaniel, noticed some cash on the floor near the glass door where Sir Wines a Lot likes to sunbathe and people watch. This cat's awesome! I do love this cat. How the money got there was a mystery, one that only grew deeper. So come to find out, that's what he does at nighttime. Look, look there's a picture of him. Look oh, him. I saw. I Did love you it. see it? Oh, Guys, yeah. you got to go read the rest of this. It's so cute. The I realize I got to up my training with Sophie. Animals are smart. Michael Wilson posted one that's of a cat at a hotel, and it says, we got a cardboard box for 30 a laundry basket for 50 or top of the refrigerator, our penthouse for 125 <laughs> He also posted this one. It's a cat in a flannel. <laughs> I put a flannel shirt on my cat. Now it's a platypus. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, I don't know why I found that it was so funny. All right. I have two more here, and then we'll wrap this up because Charity would get a kick out of this. Michael Wilson posted one that's of cats, and it says Roomba rides $1, <laughs> and they're riding around on it. I love that. And I'm going to wrap this segment up right here with this final one that Danelle Berg posted. It says it's got a picture of two aliens, and it really hit home <gasps> I was me. just looking at that you one. Are. It says, what are they celebrating? Their planet made a full circle around their star. And the other one's like, I told you, they're not that intelligent. Wait, guys, can we take a minute to appreciate Mark's alien voice that he just did? They I didn't are know not you, intelligent. I didn't know you could speak alien so well. I'm Mork from Ork. Oh, I like it. Oh. 
So, you know, hey, it's been a good uh, good little time doing catch-up on the Case Watch Crime Creep group. Sure has. If you're not a member over there, you're missing out. You Go sure to are. Facebook.com. Put your little mouse thing over the uh, search box. Hit Case Watch Crime Creep Group. And it'll show right up. And then it'll show up, and then I will get a message, and then myself, Charity, or one of our amazing helpers. all the time. I, like, whenever yes. I see, like, I get the notification that someone's asked to join, yep. I go to look, and it's like, oh, I've already been accepted. I'm like, and wow, we've actually done a really good job, because I've been a member in a bunch of groups, of keeping out the spam. Yes. So, Definitely. kudos to our helpers that help out yep. in that group, because we could not do it without you. Nope. That group is actually, what's it at right now? 1.1. 1. 1. Wow, 1,100 people. Yeah. In that group. Yep. That's nuts. It sure is. So, Miss Charity Case Watch, what do you have for us today? We're going to talk about friends and murder. Okay. Yeah. Friends and murder. And I do want to say, remember how um, in the last episode, I believe, um, or the episode before last, I talked about how my font changed randomly? Yes. This time, I pressed something. While I was at my work researching, I was at my actual job, and I was had a downtime. I was researching, and so my my co my coworker who I really uh, I'm afraid to ever have her on here because she has so much that she could tell you guys. But anyways, <laughs> this happens all the time. I go, I call her, I call her name, and I say, um, no, she was with a customer, by the way. I'm like, um, uh, I did something. I did something to my computer. I don't know what I did. And I look down, and it was. This time it shrunk down to this tiny little thing in the left hand corner. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? She over goes, there? What did you push? I go, I don't know if I knew what I pushed, I would be able to fix it. But she fixed it for me, guys. So it's all good. I didn't lose anything. I remember when Charity bought her laptop and yep. I was like, What is it? She's like, I don't know. It opens up and I can type on it. I'm like, Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I can make my font really big. My font, my, my words are at 24, guys. Yes. And her phone's at 40. Yep. My phone. <laughs> Her phone text, if she shows you her text, it's massive. Wait, wait, wait. That's what she said. No. That's what she said. So, <laughs> all right, let's go on with your case here. I'm excited to hear about this. So, friends, best friends, friend groups. I got friends you, in low places. places. I love that song. Hey, I didn't sing last episode. You guys no, are welcome. No, you didn't. Friends are very important. Sometimes the closest friends are more trusted than even significant others, partners, husbands, wives, girlfriends, or boyfriends, right? Yep. I decided to ask Miss Wiki what she thinks friendship is. All and right, this let's is hear. what she has to say. Friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. It is a stronger form of an interpersonal bond that in a than an acquaintance or an association, such as like a classmate, neighbor, coworker, or colleague. What are best friends forever? BFFs. BFFs are friends that you might share your most personal information with. Someone you can trust with your life mark, your ride or die, as I they say. I don't have many of those. You only need one. I don't think I have one. Yes, you do. I, I, I'm, a very, I'm a very lone wolf. I have lots. In that just removes me. Reminds me. It removes me. That's good. That just reminds me of the Hangover, Lone Wolf. I have a lot of very close friends. I mean, you and your husband are one of them. But like nobody I went to high school with, I'm, I'm really talked to very often. Right. I, I don't really communicate with them. I have friends in my my jobs and stuff yep. like that. 
and I have people that are close to me. I have friends that have been friends with for a long time, but I'm a very closed off person. Like, yeah. I talk to Kristen about stuff, but that's about it. Well, I mean, other than then that. Then she's your ride or die. You know, the person you can call to help dispose of a body even. Ha! Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Just, that would, you're right. Just kidding. But you get the drift, right? Yes. What happens when the person you trust with your everything, maybe the person you are closest to in the entire world, snaps and kills you? Oh, I or, knew you were going there. Or what if friends and best friends decide to kill someone together? Mm. In this episode, we're going to talk about some cases. We're going to talk about. Yep, where friends kill other friends or friends decide to kill together. Oh, Charity, round of applause. Yep. This is or, a great case idea. Or this really what, is. What happens when you meet somebody and become friendly with them very quickly, thinking you are helping them with something, only to pay the ultimate price for befriending them? Oh. Sadly, as we will see, there is no lack of these cases out there. As Metallica would say. Oh, I knew that it. That is sad, but true. <laughs> You know it's sad but true. Some of these guys, case- I don't know why you listen to us anymore. I'll be honest with you. I know. Um, <laughs> some of these cases, some of you may have heard of before. Um, this one, I I do remember hearing about this first one. So, July sixth, two thousand twelve, in West Virginia, teenager Skylar niece left her house without her parents knowing, so she could meet up with two of her friends. These two friends were Sheila Eddy and Rachel Schof, I believe. The plan was for the three girls to go smoke some weed in the woods. It's a good plan. Instead of getting high. You know what they're smoking? What? The reefer. The reefer. I like the wacky tobacco. The reefer. <laughs> what we have here, guys, is the reefer. <laughs> I promise you guys, Mark is not smoking the reefer right now. No, 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 because I cannot <laughs> manage to do things no. correctly. no. Anyways, instead of getting high, Sheila and Rachel started stabbing Skylar at the count of three. So they talked to her and said, hey, let's go. Let's go hang out and smoke some weed. Don't tell your parents. We'll come get you. Sneak out of your house and we'll go smoke some weed. So she thought her closest friends would just wanted to have some fun with her. That's the worst. I will say real quick. If anybody gets the movie reference that I just did, because that's from a movie. Oh, Reefer? Yes, I will send you a case watch crime creep. You're gonna have to tell second. me off air because I, I will. And I'm probably gonna be like, I knew that. Yes, I you will. One hundred percent. Darn it, if, guys! If you know what we smell here, the Reefer. If you know what that's in reference to, reach out to me. Let me know. I'll send you a sticker. Oh, man. So remember, Skylar was under the impression that these two girls were her closest friends. This is the worst right here. Can you imagine the shock and fear she must have felt as she watched two of the most trusted people, or so she thought, in her life, stab her until she took her last breath? It's horrible. A few months went by, and Rachel couldn't live with the guilt of what she and Sheila had done. She had a nervous breakdown and confessed to murder in January of 2013. She even led the police to Skylar's remains. When asked why the two killed the teenager, this is what Rachel had to say. We just didn't like her. Uh, We just didn't like her. I don't like this girl. Yeah, that's like just the meanest girl thing to say. 100%. I do like this movie, though. I'm showing Charity behind the scenes. Oh, I don't don't think I've seen that movie. It's it's like in the opening scene. I'm going to have to see that. That's the scene that it gets set in right there. Darn it. I'll watch that. I've seen this movie a billion times. Kristen, not a fan of this Not a fan? Me? Uh, do you think One I would be? Th- oh, you would love yeah. it. Yes. Me and you are 
guys, me and Charity are way more similar than it's scary. Me and Kristen or Charity <laughs> and so her significant other. It's we we and her have the Mark and Charity show when we go out. And those two just look at each other like what? like deers in the headlights, like these people are weird. <laughs> That's all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's all right. But that little statement there is bull crap. Like, how can you just, how, how is that any Sorry justification? That, oh, that was, was Mark. Did you just whack your I hand? I smacked oh. my microphone stand. So this almost sounds like a real life purge situation, right? Think about it. You don't just get to kill someone because you don't like them. Yeah, it's horrible, especially take, you know, even subtract out the, the fact that they killed her. Just befriending somebody to do that. That and is making playing them on the emotions for so much. So Sheila, though, on the other hand, seemed to have no guilt for what they had done. No remorse for taking a human life, a life that she was supposed to care about, a friend. During the few months that went by until Rachel confessed, Sheila went on her social media just like normal. She tweeted about school and her favorite TV shows, just like nothing happened. Can you imagine? I could not. I just I can't believe anyone could go on like normal after committing such a personal murder. Oh, that's a 100% horrible oh thing to do. Finally, on January 24th, 2014, Sheila was convicted of first-degree murder with um, life with mercy. What is that? Um, she has never said why she committed the murder. I'm wondering if life with mercy was added because she was just a teenager when she committed the act. I tried looking it up. Are you looking it up right now? I'm looking it up right now. Life with mercy. So instead of maybe instead of getting the death penalty... I said penalty. I didn't say penalty, guys. I deserve some accolades for that. All right. What is, let's see. Oh, nope. Are that's you, are not you it. asking Mr. Google? I am. It's really not telling me. Right? Sorry, continue on. I just think, to me, it means, and the creeps will tell us if they know what it means. They always, they always help out. But I think it means she got life because of her age instead of the death penalty. Oh, it's basically, okay, it's just another meaning in a different area of the country for life with a possibility of patrol. Parole. <laughs> I love patrol. it. Patrol. Wow. <laughs> it's it's life life with patrol. <laughs> it's life with patrol. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I had me wondering because that's that's a term I had not heard. So Rachel, on the other hand, was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 30 years with the possibility of parole. She'll be able to go before the parole board this year, 2023. Oh, boy. I hope she doesn't get out. So they must have determined or someone determined that she maybe wasn't the mastermind. I don't know because she only got second degree. Doesn't well, maybe because me. she admitted it. I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't matter to no. me. You're part of it. How can you? You just, went in with the plan to do this. I agree. That's what I say. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you were talked into it, this or that. You went in with the plan of depriving this individual of their life. On the count of three. How yeah. childish is that? And I honestly feel sometimes, I know this isn't what people like to hear, but sometimes I feel like you lose your life. You kill, take a life, you should lose yours. Yeah, we talked about this at the very we beginning. not fans by that comment, but at the end of the day, like... It, you. Taking somebody away from somebody else is the most heinous thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. What gives you the right? I agree. To put up a fence to keep me out. Right. To keep all the nature in. Charity has no clue what I'm singing. Wait, what? No. Yes. Our, our creeps will. They get it. All right. Well, you weren't really singing. You were talking it. If you sang it, maybe I would, I would That's know how it is in the song, Charity. Is it Metallica? Oh, my gosh. Guys, tell Charity what it is. I wasn't really paying attention. I'm not Sometimes her. I block them out, guys. She does. <laughs> All right. Here's another case that's very different. Okay. 
Angela Wrightson was a 39-year-old, quote-unquote, rough-around-the-edges woman living in Hartlepool, Durham, England. She didn't have any relationship with her eight siblings as they had all been placed in different foster homes when they were children. Angela was a loner that hardly had any friends. Booze was her best friend and earned her the nickname Alco Ange. Oh, whoa, Sad. Wow. Yeah. She must have been really known in the community if she had a nickname. The police right. were very aware of Alco Ange as she was I constantly <laughs> as she was constantly calling into the station over nothing. Many of her neighborhood neighbors complained about how loud she was, always disturbing the peace. She also was the proud owner of 47 criminal convictions. Wow. Sounds like she was infamous in the area. Even though Algo Ange was so rough and gruff, she had a soft spot for people in the area that were down on their luck and had nowhere to go. So to me, I know I know what's going to happen. So I probably have a little more of a feeling than you, you have will a, right now. Yeah, eating grin on your face. To me, I feel like... She knew she was kind of an outcast and was an alcoholic and didn't have family relationships and sounded like she had a tough childhood and was the type that might have been quick to jump to have a relationship or try to have a friend. That's just my opinion. So on December 8th, 2014, two girls that were 13 and 14 years old were seen in Hartlepool drinking alcohol, smoking ciggies and popping some pills. The way you said that just cracked me up. Later in the night, the girls passed by 14 Stephen Street where Alco Ange was sitting outside of her apartment, probably smoking and drinking, I would assume. They asked her if she would buy them booze. And she, of course, said yes. Of course. Because why not, why not help some fellow gals? Yeah, get help out. Like, Share you're love. only 13, so I should definitely buy you alcohol because you can't buy it yourself. Right? Yeah. I mean, how are you going to get drunk? How you gonna, How are you going to continue your buzz? So um, who cares, though, if they were underage and already doing bad things? Why not just add to it, right? I mean, she was just helping, like I said. Spreading the love. It soon became a pate, all three drinking together. The young teenagers even using their cell phones to take selfies of the three partying and posting them on Snapchat. There you go. Real smart, Alco Ange, allowing the girls to document your illegal acts. Right. The fun party... Soon turned horrific when the teenagers named Olivia and Yasmin suddenly attacked Ange, horrifically beating her, beating their new friend who thought she was showing them kindness. This went on for five hours. The girls hit Ange with a piece of wood they found that had screws sticking out of it. Oh my gosh. A shovel no way. that belonged to Ange, her TV, and other items they found in her apartment. The two girls took pictures of all the horror they were inflicting and posted it all over their Snapchat. Ugh. When the two crazed teenagers finally killed the hopefully drunk Alco Ange, they called the police to let them know, hey, we need a ride home. Can you imagine? I, it's absolutely unbelievable to me. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't think this story was going to go in this direction. No. Not one bit. The last Snapchat photo the girls posted was from the backseat of the police car. I really don't understand the motive at this point. I don't either. Like, were they so just so drunk and whacked on drugs that they thought it would be fun to murder someone who showed them a form of kindness? I mean, I, I don't look at it as a form of kindness, but 
they would certainly, I would think. In her eyes, in her, Right? Clearly, Elko Ange thought she was doing them a solid by buying them alcohol and giving them a place to party. After Olivia and Yasmin's arrests, the British media took hold, digging deep into their home lives, trying to figure out why they would do something this vile. Right. Come to find out, both girls had horrible home lives. There was no physical. Excuse. Nope. There was physical abuse and alcoholism. Each of them had been taken out of their homes at different times and placed into foster care because their home life wasn't safe. The media looked into the foster care where they both stayed and found that they bullied all the other children. Olivia and Yasmin didn't stop there. They were violent to the staff and even had sex with some of the other children. Oh, my God. They just, just bad eggs. Yeah. Sounds like to me these girls were already in a bad mental state at their young ages. During the investigation, a disturbing drawing was found in one of the girls' rooms. It showed a woman stabbing a man in the chest with a knife. Two years after Angela Wrighton's brutal murder, with her family's help, Angie's law was passed. This law gave the British police and social workers the ability to step in if someone was being exploited. Good. Sadly, I'm not sure this law would have helped in this situation. Probably not, but right? any, law would, any law is better than nothing. Angie was clearly a loner who was troublesome in her own right. Who would have ever thought two very troublesome teenagers would have taken advantage of someone like her and kill her? That said, I do think it's a great thing to have a law like this, as you just said, Mark. This yeah. way people of power can step in and actually do something if they see something, like we always say. Things could have been different if the girl's behavior was corrected while at the foster care facility. It's 100%. just all senseless. Poor Elko Ange. I know, right? I mean, this shouldn't happen to anybody. No, 100%. I don't care how you live your life or any of that stuff, the choices you make. Right. In her messed up mind, I think she really thought she was... Showing kindness to these two girls. Yeah. At the end of the day, nobody has the right to take your life. Nope. Definitely not. That's a fact, Jack. It's a fact, Jack? Yep. Oh, this one's a long one, this next one. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. This is good. This is good, guys. Oh, Cherry's all excited. She's excited, guys. You know why? Because I did this one a while ago. So I forgot exactly what everything was. Okay. Well, let's go for it. So this next case took place in Australia and happened in 2006. Stacy Mitchell was born in England. Her family moved to Australia when she was just 10 years old. She ran away from her home on December 7th, 2006, when she was just 16 years old. By all accounts, Stacy came from a very loving home. She had two younger sisters and an older brother. Her parents reported her missing on December 13th. So she did come from a good home uh, because her parents right away were worried. You guys hear that beeping? That's Mark. That's Sorry, Mark. guys. I'm playing. He's not even paying attention to my I'm story. I'm paying attention. I'm playing with a GoPro. I'm going to start quizzing him. Please don't. No, I was paying attention, but I accident. I was moving my GoPro and I accidentally hit it with my hand and it turned it on. So I was trying to turn it off and oh, it kept okay. beeping. I was like, I, I was to, trying to. I was like, I have to say something about that beeping. I think I, I was trying not to seem like I wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay. Well, let me continue on. My attention is all yours. So um, Stacy had been introduced to 19-year-old Jessica Stasinowski and 18-year-old Valerie Parashumti Parushumti? by a mutual friend. The three became fast Guys, friends. Guys, you see that? That was called bulldozing over it. Whatever. Those two <laughs> became fast. Oh, sorry. The three of them became fast friends. 
Jessica and Valerie lived together along with a 27-year-old named David Haynes and decided they would open their home to their new friend, Stacy, who clearly needed a place to stay. That was so nice of them. That is. That is so nice. This is so, so nice. Or is it? I'm, I'm guessing since you're reading this that it's not nice. You see, Jessica. You see here. Jessica and Valerie were in a relationship. Oh. I would think they had to be secure enough in their love to invite another person to live with them, sharing their home, right? Right. A very pretty teenage girl. Hmm. Stacy moved in with the couple and David on December 14th. Her bedroom was in front in the front of the house. As you can imagine, Stacy only knew these new friends on the surface. She had only known them briefly. Jessica was said to have experienced a very sad childhood, one of loneliness. She ran away from home and had been heavy into drugs, living on the streets and selling her young body for money. This was, of course, all before she met Valerie. Remember, she, was, she herself was only 19 at the time when Stacy moved in. Valerie was the oldest of four children. In 2004, her parents divorced and she suffered head injuries in a car accident. It was at this time she started acting differently. So I don't know if that combination messed One her up. One might correlate with the other. You know, it was said that she had become obsessed with vampires and enjoyed drinking human blood. Oh, I'd say right. that's a little... That's odd. It's a little odd, you know. I mean, to each their own. I'm not judging anyone. I'm it, kind of judging. <laughs> it was also said that she may have been a sexual sadist. We know this to be someone who becomes aroused by physical torture. Because guess why? Miss Wiki t- told us all about that in past. We, we've discovered Many multiple times. cases yeah. like this. In fact, on October 15th of 2006, Valerie had gone to a local youth support center and threw a bro- brick through a window. She was also seen holding a meat cleaver. Yeah, she sounds a little off. Yeah, it definitely seems fun. Life what? of the party. <laughs> Leah, who's that out there with the meat cleaver? That's just my friend. Okay, You guys so will like her. To me, it seems as if Valerie had some pretty extensive mental issues going on. That's <laughs> just an assumption on my part, guys. I'm not a mental health expert, no. so I can't comment on it. No. <laughs> I am not seems either. Seems normal to me. Oh, my God. I <laughs> look over, Mike's got a meat cleaver. face. Jessica just seemed lost to me and probably jumped at Valerie's attention. Clearly in need of some compassion. So to me, Jessica seemed kind of like lost, right? She was into drugs. She was selling her body. Valerie comes along and knows exactly who she is or what she has become. And they fall in love. One of Jessica's friends was quoted as saying, she was a beautiful person before she met her lover. Oh, Stacy was all moved in, probably so happy to have a place to stay and to be on her own, living as an independent, quote unquote, adult, pretending she wasn't a 16 year old teenage girl. She thought nothing of walking around the house in her undies. After all, this was her home where she could feel comfortable and free. Right, Mark? Speaking of that, if anybody heard that loud bang behind the scenes, which you don't know what just happened (laughs) is it's three o'clock in the afternoon and my girlfriend's kid is still sound asleep and my girlfriend just called me asked me to go wake him up so we paused for a minute and I left his I did the cardinal sin because his room smells like bo and butt crack I left the door <laughs> wide open Ew, that's just such a charity knows this smell <laughs> and I left the door open so that was the sound of him now slamming the door extra loud letting me know that I left it open I was already aware of that though 
Sorry, a little. He's got a really big grin on his face. Little, little behind the scenes action of what was just going on. <laughs> he, he too probably is in his undies. <laughs> probably. So, Jessica and Valerie took the walking around in undies as flirting, and it caused a rift in their relationship. Jessica became green eyed and was very jealous of Stacy. She believed the teenager was flirting with her lover on purpose and hated her for it almost immediately. The couple decided the new living situation put too much pressure on their relationship and that it just wasn't going to work. On December December 17th, the situation became worse when the other roommate, David, told Valerie that Stacy had made, quote unquote, distressing comments about one of his friends. I'm not sure what that meant. But it's I'm not sure either. It solidified the decision that Stacy had to go. The roommates were probably going to just sit her down and tell her it wasn't working out, right, Mark? That's what normal human beings. Yeah, would like do. it's not working out. We tried it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to find somewhere to go or to go yep. back home. Well, after hearing what David said, Valerie had this to say: No one should destroy your happiness, and you kill anyone who does. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, whoa. 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 David responded by saying, that sounds like a good idea, but I can think of better people to kill than Stacy. Oh, David, what a good guy you are. Not. <laughs> I hate good. David. That sounds like it was quite an interesting conversation. Can you imagine having that conversation? No, that is a conversation I don't think I'll ever have with anybody. Later that same day, David witnessed Jessica grinding up glass into tiny <gasps> little shards. No way. Oh, he did. He asked her oh. what all what all the glass was for. She told him she was going to put it in Stacy's drink, explaining how it would be an agonizing way to die. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. David told Jessica that the neighbors might hear if it was going to be that agonizing. But Jessica said, don't worry. I'll just bury her head in the ground to shut her up. Wow. Hateful. Hateful. Do you think she's jealous? Has a jealous streak? You think? Valerie and Jessica tried to rope David into helping them murder Stacy. He refused to help, but never did anything to stop their scheme. He sounds like an absolute loser. Being 100%. a grown-ass adult, you would think he would have stepped in. Like, he's the oldest one there. Not that I'm making any excuses for these other two right? biatches, but seriously. Talk about someone's actions or lack of speaking louder than words, right? Oh, 100%. Like, it would have taken so little. Just go to Stacy and no. say, Stacy, I think you should leave the home because they're planning to kill you. Yeah, saying nothing is like saying go ahead. Exa- oh, it gets 100%. worse. It gets worse, guys. Let's get into exactly what happened to this naive, beautiful 16-year-old girl. Jessica and Stacy Jessica gave Stacy a pill, telling her it was ecstasy. She told David, the idiot, that the pill was actually the date rape pill. The next day, December 18th, Valerie instructed David to lock himself in his bedroom and put his music on loudly. He did as he was instructed. But to not be, but not before he noticed Jessica and Valerie in the kitchen fueling themselves up with whiskey and pills. What is this dude's problem? Yeah, he's what is his got pro- issues as well. Okay, yeah, I'll go in my room and lock the door. Uh, really? Yeah. Cowards clearly needed their heads to be foggy before they went through with such a horrible act. Stacy was sitting at the table with the couple, but the pill Jessica had given her had kicked in, and she was out of it. Thank God, though. Right. 
Not long after David the Loser went to his room, he heard someone yell, Now, now, now. He then heard a thump and someone crying in pain for help. Instead of doing anything, he ran out of the house pretending nothing was going on, even though he knew exactly what was going on. Could have stopped This makes us. me so, so mad. The horror continued as Valley grabbed a piece of concrete from the backyard and whacked Stacy in the head. She kept hitting her violently until the piece of concrete broke. She had so much rage. She just kept going, kept on going. At this point, Stacy was hardly conscious. Instead of stopping it, or instead of stopping, I should say, it was at this point that Jessica thought it would be a good idea to tag in. Oh, my God. Yeah. She took off her belt and used it to strangle the teenager in the two-on-one attack. All in all, it took 45 minutes for Valerie and Jessica to viciously kill Stacy. These two sick women used a cell phone to video the murder scene. Think about that for a second. Yeah. And horrible. in the video, they can be heard making fun of Stacy, laughing about how bad her English accent was. Can you imagine? Like, let's remember this couple hardly knew their new roommate, but were threatened so much by her that they thought it was a good idea to kill her in cold blood. Like, that is absolutely disgusting. At about 3.20 a.m., David returned home, Mark. He must have thought the girls would have been done by then. This guy is literally a POS. I, I, literally. He later said that the house was, quote, still a bit messy. Jessica and Valerie had thrown Stacy's lifeless body in a wheel, wheelbarrow in a shed in the backyard. I guess David decided it wasn't cool to help his friends kill an innocent girl, but it was acceptable for him to help dispose of the innocent girl's body. Unbelievable. The three roommates went off to the store and purchased a chainsaw. So this is, this is like, how stupid are you, right? How stupid are you? You go to the store. This is not from How to Get Away with like, Murder. It's so stupid. The worst part of this horrible story is that Stacy and her parents had talked the day before she was murdered, and they reconciled. Ugh. It was decided that they were coming to the house to pick her up that mo- the next morning. Oh, my God. Thank goodness Valerie and Jessica didn't know about her plans to return home because it's likely that her family became concerned when they couldn't reach her and knew where she lived. The police arrested Jessica, Valerie, and David before they were able to dispose of her body. Oh, wow. Thank God David was arrested right along with them. I believe he was just as guilty for Stacy's murder. Oh, I As agree. The girls. He, he could have stopped it. He could yep. have stepped it in at any point and changed the outcome of yep. this. He had many opportunities to stop it from happening, but he... What? What is that? That would be my trash can that just mysteriously fell over, guys. Uh, do you think we have... A, <gasps> do you think there's a ghost assistant here? Nope. 100% oh, not that. Yeah, there might be. Nope, that's not what it is. Uh-huh. Moving on. Yeah. There's a ghost in here, and I'm going to leave Mark here alone, when I, and he's going to be scared. Well, won't be in this office anymore. <laughs> the ghost won't be, or you won't be I in won't the office? Be. Oh. Um, all three roommates pleaded guilty to Stacy's murder. Good. During their hearings, Jessica and Valerie were seen giggling and smirking. I hate these people. This not only rubbed the judge the wrong way, it really pissed off the community following the trial. In March of 2008, Valerie and Jessica were sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 24 years served before possibility of parole. See, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, I agree with you. They're so young, only 24 years, they could still have life left. Yep. And I don't think that's right. I agree with you. I know you. it's the law, guys. I just don't think it's right. There is rehabilitation and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, 
when you take somebody's life, you should have a certain well, amount of time that you lose I just yours. don't understand how it's possible, right? The possibility of parole. Like, they they brutally plotted and killed a 16-year-old girl because of their own insecurities. And I then agree. And then tried to clean it up after. There were so many other options. Why not just ask her to leave? <laughs> she would have been moved out the very next day. A lot of – this is one of the things that, that really gets to me. A lot of these cases that are very similar like this, mm-hmm. they all could have just been yeah. done and over with by just saying leave. Yep. But it's like something trips inside of their head where they, I don't oh no, it. they build up this whole thing. She had this whole plan in her head that she built up that yeah. she was out trying to do stuff. Right. It's all over her. fake reasons. Yeah. I, I, Almost like making reasons for what she wanted to do. I, I personally think they should rot in jail until they take their last breath. I agree. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Nope. Before being sentenced, Jessica wrote a letter from jail in January of 2007. Um, here is part of what it said. It's going to be all crocodile tears in, my, as, in my mind. That's what I feel. Oh, it be. is. Listen. As soon as it started, I wasn't me. I have never felt that kind of lust for blood before. Something in me changed. The feel of her blood sprayed all over me was almost a sick animalistic lust. I don't know when or how. All that I is know- gross. Is something in me felt in place? Gross! Like there's no remorse. She's basically saying I was called to do it. So yeah, ew. She's saying how much basically she enjoyed it. It was lust to oh, her. Oh yeah, that is disgusting. Yep. These words just prove to me that she should never be allowed out of jail. She basically said she couldn't control herself and that she liked it. How she like? What if she liked it so much she wants to do it again? Yeah. Right. A couple years down the line, like, ooh, remember how much fun I had oh, when I did that? God. Like the, the feeling and. Yeah, I, I'm not for any of this. So the judge had this to say to Jessica and Valerie. You have both had more than a year in custody to reflect on the evilness of your crime, yet you still lack remorse and obviously place no value of the sanctity of human life. Agree with them. There is also the added problem that you each enjoy being sexually aroused by violence. Ugh. Ugh. Would you like to know what kind of sentence David received? Sure. Two years. Wait, What? He only got two years. I'm, I'm speechless about that. Mm-hmm. In 2009, it was reported by the West Australian that even though Valerie and Jessica were separated in jail, they still found a way to communicate. Unbelievable. The person they used to pass info was said to be Catherine Birdie. After asking Miss Wiki who Catherine Birdie is, I decided I needed to cover her. So, oh. Stay tuned. That's going to be our next case. I'm excited. Yep. Is that it? That's it. Oh, you did good. Two I, years. I like this. Two yeah. years. It's unbelievable. That's no, it's, I don't, how? Because he didn't actually physically do anything, but he, but I he don't could know. have stopped it. I don't know. I don't like that at all. I don't either. It makes me mad, Mark. What I do like is the fact that we have these amazing crime creeps and we continue to chug along and enjoy doing the show. Chug along, chug along, chug along. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya.